0: Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to to come together, to fellowship you, Father, to worship you. Father, we thank you that as this word goes forth, it will not return void. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. And we give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So uh, this couple had a a fourth grader and a sixth grader, both boys. And uh, the fourth grader was on crutches, and it was his birthday and so the mom wanted to send cupcakes, but the fourth grader couldn't really tote the cupcakes because he was on crutches. And so the mom said, wouldn't it be really nice if you helped your little brother and toted the cupcakes for him? And the little brother said, no, it would not. I did not tote the cupcakes. And so the dad heard the conversation and thought, this is a learning moment. So he got the older son aside and said, now, what would Jesus do? And he said, what would Jesus do? He said, yeah, what would Jesus do? He said Jesus would healing where he could tote his own cupcakes. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Yay. Um, I love it when y'all laugh. It makes me feel my whole week gets better right there. And it's not the <laughs> that I get from my kids. That is fantastic. So um, what we are talk about this week is um is physical fitness. No, spiritual fitness, right? Everybody in here has some idea of physical fitness, right? I mean, you know, you can, how many, let's go for it, how many burpees you can do, how many butt kicks, how many push-ups, how many squats, how many miles you can run, everybody got that? Everybody has that indexed out in their life, right? I mean, if you're in the military, right, those folks, they make you run and jump and jump up and down, and you're physically fit to the best of your ability, And, 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 you know, when you play a sport, right, they have conditioning, and then they run and run some more and then run some more, and... And I, my girls right now are in softball, and they had some folks complaining about their legs hurting, and so they decided they would run them until their legs quit hurting. So so that, that's the, where they're at. I mean, physically fit. They're getting more and more physically fit. And we have a pretty good understanding of physically fit. Now, I, I, I read a joke the other day. The guy had uh, sent in a complaint to his gym that he had joined a year ago and is still not lost any weight. Now, he had not attended the gym, but he just wanted to know why he hadn't lost any weight. Well, see, that's the the misconception about physical fitness is it's just that you can buy the E2M package or the whatever or the Weight Watchers or the the gym membership, but it actually takes effort on your part to become physically fit. The physically fit doesn't just happen just because I want it to happen. Because if it did, I would be a lot more physically fit than I am. Because I want it to happen, and I even try, right, to make it happen. I mean, like this morning, at I don't know about six forty-five, I left my house. It's eighteen degrees, and I walked right at two miles, right. Every I try to do my every morning, right. Every morning I do some kind of physical exercise. Now I don't look like I know I don't look like it, but all I can think of is what would I look like if I didn't do what I do, right? It would be worse. So physically fit requires exercise, it, it requires commitment, it requires sacrifice, it requires a decision to be made that you say, hey, look, I don't care if it's 18 degrees or not, I don't care if it's raining, I don't care if I don't feel like it, I'm going to be physically fit and I'm going to do this stuff, right, right, and everybody agree, and then that's nah, not easy. I mean, if that was really easy, we'd have a lot more physically fit folks, right? If it was just easy to jump out of the bed, do a 45-minute workout before you went to work, showered and got straight, and everything was great, right? But that's not realistic, right? I mean, it, it hurts. It's hard. It's, so how about our spiritual fitness? Do we just buy a membership at the gym and we wonder why we're not fit? Because see, now that is a whole lot more it's a joke when you talk about physical fitness. If you buy a membership in the gym and you don't actually show up and you can't understand why nothing's changed, I mean, that's a joke, right? I mean, everybody gets that. That is an absolute joke. But in spiritual fitness, we're, we're actually doing that. We're buying the, the membership, or or, or or not necessarily buying. We're accepting the membership, the free membership. And then we give no effort, no sacrifice, no... no um, discipline no change in our livelihood no change in our lifestyle no change in the way we act no change in the way we talk no change in the way we walk yet we can't figure out why spiritually we haven't become more fit see it, it it doesn't seem as awkward when you're talking about it in the spiritual realm as when you're in the physical realm. Because if you are in the physical realm and you say, Well, I don't go to the gym, and I eat fast food every day, and I don't exercise at all, and I eat snacks whenever I want to, and I eat ice cream every night before I go to bed, and I drink whatever I want to, and I eat whatever I want to, and I do exactly whatever I want to do, and I am what I am, right? And that's okay. I'm not saying you should be different than you are. But if you have that mentality that this is me physically and I do whatever the heck I want to do, but I don't know why I'm not better than I am, yet we live that spiritual that we talk how we want to, walk how we want to, live how we want to, we attend church when we decide we possibly can, maybe we read our Bible when we have some free time, which does not exist, right? It is the making the sacrifices to change our lifestyle, to adapt to God's word, right? Our our number one goal, I mean, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be added unto you. So our first thing should be our spiritual fitness first every day. And unlike our physical fitness, it's harder to tell, right? I mean, you can line up 10 people across the the room up here across the front, and and, and I could give you all a piece of paper, and y'all could rank them and who you thought was most physically fit, right? I mean, it's pretty easy, right? You know, people, you know, not as physically fit, people like this, more physically fit, right? I mean, you could kind of see, right? You could kind of see, do they have abs? Do they not have abs? I mean, I have abs. You just can't see them. They are internal. They are under here. I still have those pieces. I got it. But with spiritual fitness, it is not as obvious. Because you have folks like Mimi Rhoda, before she went home to be with Jesus, who was a prayer warrior, who constantly meditated on God's word, who had a list of people she prayed for every day, who she went about preaching the gospel and spreading the good news every day. And I would say spiritually fit, she was on the top of the top. Physically, I bet I could outrun her all day, every day. I bet I could do more sit-ups than her. I bet I could do more push-ups than her. I bet I could do more pull-ups than her, which I'm not sure that I can do more than like two pull-ups, but I could do a few pull-ups. Right, so our spiritual fitness is not as obvious as our physical fitness. However, I will tell you that I think your spiritual fitness shows up in the way that you handle situations, in the way you react to things that are going on, in the way you talk to other people, in the way you talk to man, the way you talk to the waitress, and whether or not you put your uh, buggy back at the. At the um, Grocery store, I mean, there are things that you can do that I think you measure, measure spiritual fitness. So, um, let, let's talk about it. Let's get to Scripture and just let me stop talking for a second. Um, Paul Paul talked to Timothy a bunch about some different things, uh, how he should act and what he should do. And, and, and so, I'm going to start in 1 Timothy. We're going to talk about Timothy a couple of times. So, we're going to start in First Timothy. <clears throat> um. Chapter 4, verse 2, is that a 7 or 2? Oh, actually, verse 8. So, uh, 1 Timothy 4, 8, For physical training is some value, but godliness has value for all things. For a holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. But this is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the savior of all people, especially of those who believe. So see, when we we have to understand that when we get saved and we join the gym, right? We join the gym, that when we join the gym, our membership has privileges, right? You know, I think if you go to a Planet Fitness or whatever one of those places are and you join in the this branch, you get to go in all the other branches and all the places and no matter where you are, you get to go in there. Well, as a Christian, when we become part of the body, no matter where you are on the on the physical planet, we are still part of the body of Christ and we have to strive to get better, to be better part of the body, right? And Paul talks about here that physical training has some value, very little value, right? And Granddaddy said that if you exercised all your life, when you die, you'd just be a pretty corpse, right? I mean, that, that's what granddaddy's opinion was. Uh, I don't know that I'll be a pretty corpse, and if I die tomorrow, I don't know if I'll be a pretty corpse. But, but the spiritual training to get us stronger and more adapted to God's Word and God's training and what God set us up to do is the same as physical training. Now... If I were to challenge you in the peak fitness of your life, whenever that is, that might be now, that might be to come, that might be 20, 30, 50, 80 years ago, whenever that was in your deal, if I was to challenge you to run a marathon, everybody know what a marathon is? Like 26.2 miles or something real close to that, right? To run a marathon. So if if the challenge was to run a marathon, do you think that you would wait to the day of the marathon to start running? No. Better not, or you're not gonna make it, right? So what do you do? You start running a little bit, and then a little bit more, and you run the 800 and then you run the mile, and then you run the five miles, and then you run seven miles, and then you run the half marathon, right? And then you get all excited that I ran a half marathon, right? And you build yourself up. Well, in spiritual training, what we do is, a lot of times, we go on to that, what was that joke granddaddy used to tell about the little boy that fell out of the bed, and I ask him how did he fall out of the bed, and he said, I don't know, I guess I stayed too close to where I got in, right? We, we, we as Christians, a lot of times, cross the line into the gym, and we stand and look into the spiritual realm, and we stay right at the door. And then all of a sudden, we end up with this great challenge that happens, whether it's a, it's a spiritual attack or whether it's a health attack or whether it's a financial attack from the enemy. And then all of a sudden, we go from sitting on the bench, looking in the window at the gym, to trying to run a marathon. right? So to have faith, faith is a muscle. It is to be exercised. Faith comes by hearing, but we actually have to put it into work to exercise it. So as we get more spiritually fit, we start to use that faith and know God's Word and understand and develop our ability in God's Word. You don't go from sitting on the couch to running a marathon. You don't go from just becoming a Christian to be full of faith and doing, going about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. That's not how it happens. So what do we have to do? Well, if you want to be prepared... You have to slowly, steadily, constantly develop our spiritual fitness. we got to get off the couch. Now put down the Twinkies. right? We had to start by just, the, you know, we're going to walk to the head of the road and back. And then we're going to walk to the head of the road back twice. Right? We're going to start believing God. We're going to start praying and meditating God's Word every day. And sometimes we might even do it twice a day. We might get crazy. We might have a quiet time that we just sit and, 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 and get in God's presence and, and enjoy His presence. See, unlike the physical activity that actually requires you to do and run and sweat and jump, spiritual fitness has a lot more to training your body to line up with God's Word. And that sounds pretty easy, right? Yeah, I believe the Bible. I believe everything in it. Well, you don't act like it. Well, yeah, I can run a marathon. All right, well, get to getting. What's your, what's your best mile time lately? How, how fast are you running a mile? And I'm going to tell you, if you want to think about running a marathon, you better know how fast you're running a mile, right? Because it's 26 of them in a marathon. It's going to take you a minute. And I don't even know what good marathon times are. That's just an example. I, I am not in the business of running a marathon. It ain't going to happen. Not even a 5K, it ain't going to happen, right? I'm not running, well, mostly because my knees hurt when I run, but I do try to become more physically aware, right, of who I am and the older I get and the less I try to eat and the more I try to be in shape. Well, the same thing in this spiritual deal, that the more I want to know God's Word, the more I want to apply it to my day-to-day life, the where I have faith over everything that I touch, that I know... That God's word prospers, right? That everything that my hand touch prospers. Why? Because I'm a child of God. Why? Because I meditate in his word. Why? Because I'm obedient to what it says. And we start to develop. Alright, so turn with me to Hebrews. Oh. All right, so Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance that faith brings, have our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who is promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another towards Love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more you see the day approaching. So, so in, in, anybody really member of a gym? I mean, I don't want to step on your toes. Anybody member of a gym? No? Yeah, Papaw, Papaw's member of a gym, that's it? Okay. I mean, we live in the woods, right? We don't really have gyms. We have yards and garages, right? But the neat thing about a gym is, is if you have friends that are in the gym who have like goals and like mindsets and like work ethic, you, you go into the gym and you got your group, right? We're going to lift weights. Rrr, we will get strong, right? And you do your pre-workout and your whatever else, and you get into those groups to where those people can encourage you. And you almost bench press 300 pounds. You can do it. Let's go. You can do it. And you finally get 300 pounds, right? You have that group that encourages you, that holds you accountable, this starts to help you understand who you're really supposed to be, right? I mean, that's what they do in gyms, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't go to gyms, but I mean, that's what I see on the, like the reels or the, or, or the internet. I mean, I see people who are, who are gym rat, buddy people, then they hang out. But see, here what, what he said but in, in, in Hebrews. Let us... Consider how we may spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging. See, this is the gym. And when we come here, we are to come here to get more spiritually fit. Right? And we are here to develop us spiritually. And we are to encourage our other folks to also come here to attend, to get better shape spiritually right that's how we mature and grow and we encourage each other and spur one another on hey i'll see you at church on sunday now my family has this long-standing you know whatever inside joke i missed you at church on sunday right because they hate to hear it oh i missed you at church on sunday because that's what grandmama used to say missed you at church on sunday the the reminder that you weren't quite good enough to come this week but you better be there next week that was what that was i missed you at church on sunday But really, this is our group. This is our group of encouragement. Our group of spiritual building happens here. It happens with this group. Our knowledge grows here. Our relationship with God grows here. And and, and I'm going to tell you, if you don't feel like your relationship with God grows here, then me and you need to talk because I'm not doing a very good job for you. Or you're not coming enough to make a difference. A or B. Now, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying, not, not you. You people come. I'm, it's, y'all people ain't coming. It, but it has to be when we gather together and we worship, when we sing and praise God, and when we listen to God's Word, and we listen to our message, and we pray together, and our children fellowship together, and when we fellowship together, it should build a bond of the body of Christ as it starts to develop in us that we should be more spiritually fit right? <clears throat> so so church is the key. It, 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 now, I'm not saying that you can't be spiritually fit and not come to church. I'm saying you shouldn't, but you can. Because I know folks who have weights and stuff in their garage and they work out at home and they can be as physically fit as they want to be and not, not ever go inside of a gym. I mean, we have weight benches and rowing machines and elliptical machine and all kinds of stuff in our garage and if it when it's not 12 degrees crystal is out there doing that stuff right i mean she's exercising so i'm not saying you can't be spiritually fit and not come to church i'm just saying it's a heck of a lot easier than if you have the availability of somewhere that you can go with people with like mindsets and people with like desires and like beliefs that when you get involved with those kind of folks, it helps you grow spiritually. Same way if you, I mean, really, if if we had a gym and you could go there and and there was people there that wanted to work out at the same time at 6 o'clock in the morning, whether it's 18 or not, right? It would help you be better. Well, this group is to help us be better. All right, turn with me to um, 1 Thessalonians. Because when we talk about, all right, so we finally get to the gym, right? We finally have, have, and and I'm going to tell you, with me, if I'm going to work out, the most difficult thing I do is put on my tennis shoes and tie them. Because once I tie my tennis shoes, we are on. It is is happening. Because I don't normally wear tennis shoes, right? I wear boots or these shoes and that's it. But once I put on my tennis shoes and time up, I know that I'm going to walk. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do the rowing machine. I'm going to go physically exercise, right? So once we decide that we're going to exercise, then what should we do exactly? Here, what should we do exactly? So uh, 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 5, um, verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, who admonish you, who hold them to the highest regard and love because of their word, to live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who are idle, disruptive, and encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient to everyone, and make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. So, if you want to talk about how we should act, this group of scripture right here is a really good way to talk about how we should act. You want to talk about exercising? you're like, oh, I don't have a lot of time to exercise. Oh, really? Live in peace with each other. Warn those who are idle. Don't be disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Now, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't do any more exercises this week to get you more spiritually fit, just strive to be patient with everybody that's around you. And then drive back and forth to Charleston a couple times and then tell me how patient you are. I was bringing Riley home the other day and Krista was trying to talk to me on the phone and i like, I got to go. And she said, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I have to go where I can be concentrate on not going to jail. Because I was in Sandy Circle and where two people driving 45 miles an hour side by side and would not move. And they would not move. They didn't want to move. They wasn't going to move. We hit the 55 mile an hour sign. They went to 48 and they did not move. And Crystal like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm going to jail. Right here in a second, I'm going to jail. But it's to strive to be patient with everyone. You want to flex some muscles? Strive to be patient with everyone. Encourage the folks that are around you. To treat them with grace and love and kindness and respect. And you say, well, that's not a very good exercise. All right. Bet. Do it this week. Don't lose your temper a single time from when we leave the door today to when we get back here next week. Now, for some of y'all, that would be real easy. For some of us, I don't know that I can make dark. If I had to do it before dark, if you paid me to do it, I don't know that I can make dark. But if you want to be spiritually fit, that's what the exercises that we should be doing. Praying continually. Always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else, to work hard to be the person that God wants us to be. See, that's what spiritually fit looks like. I'm not saying spiritually fit is casting out demons and healing the sick. It is, but them's marathon runners. I'm talking about people that can walk a mile without um, stopping. I'm talking about people who can just exercise a little bit. See, that's how it works, right? We have to, if you want to be that person that's running those marathons and casting out demons and healing the sick and and prophesying and all speaking in tongues, that's good. I'm for it. But let's work on being patient with everybody that's around you first. Let's work on encouraging the people that's around you first, right? Let's start with little dumbbells first and and, and start, start making some progress before we worry about hand cleaning like 550 pounds. I mean, I know it's a silly um, comparison, but it's really not. Because our spiritual weight that we're trying to tote has to be to your ability. Because, look, look, if I put mama in a weightlifting contest, and the minimum to get in is a 200-pound bench press, she's going to die. She ain't going to make it. She can't move the bar off the bench. With everything she's got, she could put all her hands and feet on it. She couldn't pick it up off the bench. It's not going to happen. Physically, that's not what she can do. What happens is, as we take ourselves spiritually and we put ourselves in those situations. It's not God. It's not God's part of us that can't perform. It's our part of us that can't perform. Why? Because we weren't disciplined enough, because we weren't consistent enough, because we weren't Prayed up enough. We weren't well read enough. We didn't develop our skill set enough. We didn't know God's word. See, when devil when the devil came to attack Jesus, Jesus didn't put him into kung fu. He said, "It is written. God's word says." That's a spiritual attack, and the spiritual attack is thwarted by God's word. So when he said, "You know, you can't dash your foot upon the stone," he said, "I oh, know. God's word said." God's word said. He answered every question with God's word. So if we're going to be more physically, spiritually fit, we have to be more in tune to what God's word says. All right, I got a couple more scriptures I really want to read. Uh, 2 Corinthians. This is a toughie. This is a toughie. If you take it for what it's worth, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourself. To see whether you are in faith. Test yourself. Let me tell you. If you want to be real honest with yourself. If you want to really discern whether or not you are doing what God's will is in your life. If you're really maturing spiritually. If you're really starting to develop spiritually. When you test yourself. That is a difficult thing to do. It is hard to, to stop and to really be honest and say, have I done what I'm supposed to do according to God's word? Am I living in peace with everybody around me? Am I patient? Am I praying continuously? Am I reading God's word? Am I developing? <clears throat> Am I offering my body as a living sacrifice to God? Because I'm going to tell you, those are difficult questions to answer. So before you go start running marathons, or even signing up for the... See, I think that would be the crazy part, right? Running a marathon would be one thing. The other thing would be signing up for the marathon. Like walking up there and going, Yeah, I'm going to run 26.2 miles. I sure am. Here's my name. Man, no way! So before we start to get too far down the road thinking about running in a marathon, l- let's be real honest with ourselves and understand who we are and where we are. Same thing with physical fitness, Right? If for some reason you have yourself fooled that I eat good and I do right and I'm physically fit, yeah, go outside and run around the block a couple times, come back and tell me about it. How much wind you got when you get done. But see, being honest with yourself is knowing that I need to walk back and forth to the end of the driveway, not two miles down the road, not ten miles down the road. So we really have to examine ourselves. If we want to grow spiritually, we have to examine ourselves and understand where, where we're at. And look, you, you might be a, a level 2 or a level 5 or a level 10 or a level 100 in the spiritual fitness. Here again, it's really difficult to tell. But you have to be honest with yourself to understand where you are to start. Because if you're a level 2 and you're trying to do level 10 exercises, you ain't really doing a whole lot for yourself right it is not healthy right i mean if you can bench press 20 pounds and you lay down on the bench with 200 pounds that don't sound like a real good way to live does it what happens disappointment discouragement right failure and then what happens we don't want to do it anymore we don't want to get up and try anymore because i failed the last six times well if you're on level two and you're doing level two exercises and you're developing in level two and then you grow to level three and then you grow to level four that is a a path for success in physical exercise and in spiritual exercise but if you're a level two and you're competing on a level 20 mm, ain't gonna work out real good for you all right philippians oh i'm running out of time Uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet having taken hold of it but one thing I do is forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead I press onward towards the goal to win a prize for which God has called me I don't care if you're a level two. I don't care if you're the longest, oldest level two that's ever been. I don't care. Wherever we are today, we've got to put a line in the sand and we just start pressing forward. No way, no direction is acceptable except for forward. There is no quit. There is no give up. If we're going to develop and we're going to be more spiritually fit and we're going to work against the wiles of the devil, right? If we're going to be part of the body of Christ, we have to continually move forward. So I don't care if you fell down 19 times. I don't care if you can't do the stairmaster or you can't do the, if you fall on the treadmill and it runs you up against the wall. I don't care. I don't care what's happened before. Now, all I'm saying is that we examine ourselves if we're level two, daggum it, we'll be level two and we move forward and be the best level two there is or three or zero or one or whatever level you're on. But we cannot focus on what has happened in the past to stop us from being developed. We have to push forward and be worried about what's in front of us. And you say, well, I wasn't patient with my family last week. No kidding. Take a number. Everybody in here probably has had an opportunity to be more patient and hasn't been. I'm not worried about last week. I'm worried about next week. And when we get done with next week, we worry about the next week. And then we'll worry about the next week past that. Because as we move forward and develop into the spiritual fitness of who God wants us to be, that's the goal. All right, last scripture. 2 Timothy and, 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 and this is really the goal. This is it. This is, the, this is, the Paul, this is Paul's goal, right? Paul's goal. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Well, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. That's our goal. Our goal is that we can get to the end and say, and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But you can't do that if we won't get off the couch, and you can't do that if you won't start to develop the skill set that God has given you to where he says that we have to walk worthy of the calling on our lives. It's not, you don't have to walk worthy of my calling, and I don't have to walk worthy of your calling. I don't have to lift your weights, you don't have to lift my weights. You have to lift your weights. But we got to start and we got to keep moving forward and develop. And it's, hey, look, if it's slow development, who cares? As long as there's development. If it's slow progress, as long as there's progress. We just can't go backwards. We're pushing forward to be better. Better than we were last week. Better than who? Better than you. You better than you last week. And that's not hard to do. I mean, have you seen some of y'all? I mean, it's not hard to do. Be just a little bit better. Just a little bit better than that. You can do it. We can move forward as a group to be better pastors or better board members or to be better elders or better members or better parents or better spouses or better employees. We move forward. As our spiritual fitness increases, it should be more aware of who we are and what our purpose is. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for your word, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, Father. We just thank you and praise you that as we move forward as a group, Father, that we will encourage each other and be here and and connect with each other, Father, as we move forward spiritually. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. If anybody has a need for prayer.